Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, I'm Tanya Hathaway, and I'm your host with Tanya Talks, where your voice is heard and your story is told on Marty Oakley's TS Radio Network. And Stephen Burke, if you're in, if you're in Oklahoma listening, you're, you could be listening on, if you're not already, Stephen Burke, 59.9 KLRB-FM Lighthouse Christian Radio. Thank you both so much for these platforms, for these forums. We've got to keep them going. We've got just... So, so much that is being suppressed for crying out loud. I was limited on sharing this with you guys tonight, my show, and um, and uh, so that's kind of troublesome. So I'm glad that we've got things in order. It is Tuesday, January 12, 2021. Thank you for tuning in. There's so much to tune into these days, aren't there? Isn't there? I mean, everywhere we turn, you know, it just seems to be another something that we're not used to, you know, in our real lives, quote unquote. You, you know, every time I turn around, if I'm not within my own private space, you know, I'm seeing masks and you know, the eyes look different. People, people's eyes look kind of sad, you know, even when they're trying to be happy. So it's important that we, you know, find our victories and, and, and we share those victories. And, and that, you know, and that just means like just being good to each other, you know. And that's something that we all always need to have. In common is just be good to each other. Um, if everybody thought and felt the same way, life would be really, really boring. Now, I wouldn't mind it being a little bit more boring, don't get me wrong, but we all kind of want to be right. We all want people to see things our own way, or, you know, or is it possible that? we can also say, hey, I didn't think of it that way, and maybe I'll start thinking, you know, like just being a little bit more um, contemplative and listen and research more, and then and then we'll talk about it before we form this opinion that automatically comes up in our mind. Because that's our mind. That's not our heart, right? It's not really our heart. Um well, in this, it seems that we're in this protective mode, you know. Well, I, I, I'm pretty sure that the best protective mode that we can have right now is to take care of what we have within our control. And, and that's how, you know, we have to look at things. Does that mean be a lay down? No, it doesn't mean 
be being a lay down. Just take care of the things that you yourself can control within your home, within yourself, within your advocacy work. Not advocacy work, it isn't necessarily something that we necessarily can um, always just control that, but we can control the course, the path that we take to make something that's wrong go right. And, you know, we've seen this happen. We've been a part of that happening. And we need a lot more of that to be happening. Right now, um, there's a debate going on to remove President Trump based on the procedural vote on the 28th Amendment resolution, resolution whether he's fit for office or not. Um, and probably during the show, that will that vote will be completed. Uh, right now, it's um, still mostly no's. Uh, we know that a lot of things do change overnight or last minute, uh, but I don't think this is going to go overnight. <laughs> so we'll find out just what comes of that. Currently, as it stands, it's 155 yes and 163 no, not to remove President Trump. Um, we have a lot of exciting things that are coming up on this show. Tina Gertz and myself, through Journeys to Justice Incorporated, we started a nonprofit together, will soon be, we'll have together a series. That series is um, with Rhonda Champagne and Michael John- Johnson, who are the authors of a phenomenal book called Corrective Treatment in Corrections. So this is going to be a series. Um, if, if you haven't already, you should jump on. I know that we have a lot of people um, that have been following these wrongful convictions, these over-sentences, and uh, just the prison conditions that are listening in. Um, and we're going to uh, do some more work on that show, we have a uh, we've got a couple more shows specifically to do on um, on uh, exposing a pattern happening in a particular part of Oklahoma uh, of wrongful convictions and over sentencing with the same players, and um, and so we've got a couple more of those shows that we need to get back to and have them all in the same on the same podcast at, at the same time. We're going to lay out these same players, who they are, you know, the common the common ground between all these cases, and um, and do something very special with that uh, as far as bringing it forward goes. Um, then we have got. There's somebody from the Bar Association in Oklahoma who has been approached on many occasions for help against um, certain attorneys that when you hire them and they're supposed to work for you to their you know due diligence to do everything they can to help you out and um, and to work on your behalf and they are working for you or are they? Some 
not all, have worked against people. And when you have the person in the bar association that is there that is supposed to investigate and do something about it, when you have this person, her name is Gina Hendricks, by the way, Gina Hendricks. Anybody else deal with her that's in Oklahoma? Please be sure to contact me at injusticeinoklahoma at gmail.com, injusticeinoklahoma at gmail.com. Gina Hendricks. If you, by any chance, have had a dealing with her, you came to her for relief, right? I mean, after all, it's the Bar Association, right? Isn't that where you're supposed to, you know, be pointed? You can't just be upset because they lost, all right? There has to be specific things where violations clearly and specifically took place against your best interest and they did not work on your behalf. And when you're able to succinctly point that out, through a complaint process at the at the bar association that is supposed to be investigated. Okay? Well we've got a number of people that have had issues with Gina Hendricks because she first she usually throws out this blanket, oh it's not my jurisdiction thing. But I tell you what, it is her jurisdiction. And I spend a good deal of time telling her why. Um, and so have others. That doesn't go anywhere unless we do something with that right. Right. So we know that there are enough people in Oklahoma that have had issues with their attorneys because they're part of the problem that have gone to Gina Hendricks, who pretty much oversees everything, right? She might not sign that letter denying you help, but she's the one who makes that decision. Because if you call and you want to talk to somebody, that's who you have to talk to if you're going to actually try to go over anybody else's head. Okay? Her and Lisa Farabo, um, whose husband is head of a department or something in the FBI. Oh, my goodness gracious. That web gets thicker and thicker, doesn't it? This, this is the thing. It's called a public corruption it's called public corruption so right now the votes let me see are at 193 uh, yay and 183 nay uh, to remove President Trump based on once again the procedural vote on the 25th amendment resolution well our heads are spinning aren't they how about we stand by each other I think that everybody listening here right now cares about their constitutional rights, cares about their ability and their right to have a voice, cares about their ability and their right to carry a firearm to protect themselves and their loved ones. Oh, goodness, we actually have more yays than nays right now, 197 to 185. Yeah, okay. Um, so I think I have on here with me James Treat. James, are you are you there? Uh, yes, I am. Hi, James. Are you there How are yet? You? Are you there yet? <laughs> I'm yeah. good. I've just, 
I'm watching I'm watching the so-called news, you know what I mean, and the monitor and and the volume is down. Um but uh I think I think that we really need to um talk about what's going on now and also about, you know, I know you're a big computer guy and I know you also studied law and you're a heck of a uh, an advocate, public speaker. You've been on with us a number of times and you've made a difference in the little town, you know, that you're in. And as much as you might not think so, I mean, the the threats, as far as I know, and, and you know, some things really did change um but um i don't know if it's not corrupt anymore i imagine some things are going to take a lot longer uh to to iron out but i'd like to get your input on the restrictions that are taking place with social media with our you know web browsers with you know the, these big tech companies that you know were able to realize the american dream that are now a part of taking that away you thinking about it oh well i'm going to be probably splitting the sheets a little bit on some of the issues of whether someone can remove you or keep you, but I'm going to 100% be an advocate that the Internet, whether it's technically issued as a public utility or not, that it should have open access regardless. Mm -hmm. And if you disagree with a platform, what gives you the right to take another company out of business? because that goes back to the antitrust laws and they would win in a honest court by far in my opinion who the but big tech companies you, but no i'm talking about um parlor right what oh, has right. happened to them but what has happened to them is against all pure fairness, much less anti-trust uh, laws that protect them. Right. Uh, we're supposed to have a free, competitive society. If right. you can't compete with your competitor, you better come up with another product. If you right. can't stand the heat, employ better people, advertise better, right. whatever it takes. But to get a group of monopoly or oligopoly companies together in a consortium and say, sorry, you just can't have any server space. And then to backdoor that, Amazon wants to be the service provider for the United States government. Right. Something's really bad with that picture. I I, I think that's absolutely nuts. You know, I mean, if we're talking about, right, antitrust laws, okay, um, 
Remember, what was it, a year, a couple of years ago when um, there was a gay couple that wanted to ha- have a Colorado bakery bake them a, uh, create a, a, a wedding cake. Correct. And, and this, this company, it wasn't a conglomerate or anything like that, it, you, you know, but they said no. The store owners, they said no, it's just we don't believe in that. We're not going to do it. Well, um, in Colorado, the Colorado Civil Rights Commission found that Phillips, who I guess is the owner of the store, violated the Colorado Anti-Discrimination Act, and he was and uh, and he was ordered to make a custom wedding cake. And um, and so I. I didn't know that, you know, civil rights really is it a state by state thing, you know? So then, should Facebook and Twitter and these other companies uh, like PayPal and Pinterest be looking at can they get away with uh, taking away your right on a state by state? level or or is this just all what is working for society now because you know it was okay to force this this uh small bakery into baking a wedding cake it was against their even though it was against the owner's uh beliefs and rights or or or, or no or against you know yeah, his own religious rights, I guess. It was against his yeah, own they, religious... Yeah, they claimed it now, was against their religious beliefs. Yeah, and now... It's okay because it's okay to remove... I mean, I had a hard time sharing... Well, see, know, we, don't the know the, we don't know the particulars of it, but... Certainly, for Parler to have spent millions of dollars developing the platform, they certainly have to have some type of contractual agreement with Amazon, with which Amazon just basically tore up. Yeah. There's no way they should spend that much money without having a commitment. Right. It wouldn't be on any 30-day basis. And that's an assumption, but that's a fairly, you know, from my background, I'm, you know, I'm going to get as much longevity on a contract with me having the ways out of it, not the provider having the ways out of it. Right. Well, I mean, Parler is suing. They they are suing. Um, yeah, but you can have it, irreparable damage. Oh, oh, sure. It, well, that, yeah, that can be included in in the suit, I, mean, uh, I mean, how long could the baker stay in business by not having his doors open while he fought the lawsuit? Not very long. Right. Can he rebuild it? He doesn't have the money to rebuild it. Well, can Parler go get more investors? Surely, but it dilutes the previous set of investors. But it still comes right. down to right and wrong. And, you know, in first year in law school, they teach you the ain't right statute and the flat sorry statute. Well, this meets both of those. 
And if either one of those conditions exists in life in any circumstance, there's a law out there somewhere that protects it. You just have to right. find it. But it's well, it, it simply ain't right. It ain't right. It ain't right. You know, I mean, because, I, I mean, okay, so Amazon said that it reported 98 posts to Parler uh, that encouraged site, uh, in, to incite violence. But I'm just kind of wondering, I remember seeing, you know, the comedian all over the place with Trump's bloody head. I remember seeing uh, reenactments of various violent um, things against our president. You know, who's that one actor uh, who said he punched him in the face or something like that, Baldwin? You know, and then, of course, there's... uh, Who's the one who did? Um, oh my goodness! What shows were? Uh, what movies was he? He's been on a million movies, and I always liked him as an actor. Doggone it! The Fockers, meet the Fockers, meet the parents. What's his name? Anyway, he's a, he, he's a really good actor, but he's a really bad person, if you ask me. Or he's just a person that's doing really bad things. He's misled. But has Hollywood been misled all along? I mean, why are some Hollywood elitists going along with this? You know, um, I think a lot of them sold their soul to become famous. And um, and the price that they have to pay back is, or to stay famous, is to um, keep up with this. You know, some of these uh, people that were engaged in the um, in the um, violence at the Capitol, supposedly some of them were actually from Hollywood. You know, have, have shown up and at other at other forums as well. Uh, Black Lives Matter, you know, protests where it turned violent. Uh, and it it just let's, it makes you wonder. We know it's a much bigger problem than. Let's that. take a look at the other side of that coin. Um, you know, this last two weeks, three weeks, four weeks has caused me to have to get out of my comfort zone and go investigate, try to discover new voices, new channels, uh, mm-hmm. new perspectives, so on and so forth. And you know what is more enlightening or the most enlightening thing out of that research? There are a lot of, let's just say average, I hate putting labels on things, but let's say average American citizens that have dug in and that are talking about the United States having borrowed money from France and how we got from a how we left from a true republic to a statutory government they're understanding this they've done some research they're right. getting it they get the clues they're talking about how do we get get it back to we the people mhm 
that is very, very encouraging. And for those that don't understand, I mean, because it's a very lengthy discussion to get into all of that, that's what they're talking about. Not just Mm -hmm. a few, hundreds, thousands are discussing these things on these chat boards. That surprised me because that's been hidden for how long? It's not, it, it, I'm 64. I haven't heard of any of that in the last 40 years until the last year and a half. Right. Right. Well, you know what but, I mentioned on, on, on um, Sunday night's show was that, that I kind of got the feeling that over this lockdown and a lot of people have been out of work that people are PO'd and they started digging a little bit deeper than just, you know, turning on the same channel or a few different channels and have realized that they're not always getting the truth or that they weren't even getting the chance to see the truth on anything that would seem like once again, quote unquote, excuse me, quote unquote, normal, normal TV, the normal newspapers, even there's just a lot of newspapers that are pretty much um, just leaning one way as well. It used to be that you would have, you know, a lot of different newspapers that suited everybody, so there were choices, you know, but it, it just seems as though. Now there's, they're trying to literally extinguish those choices. But I think that this, I think what people are fighting for is, is their constitutional rights. They want their rights. They want their votes to matter. They want, they want to be able to speak. They want to be listened to by the representatives that are duly elected that they were part of them either being duly elected or not, but they're still your representative. And where have they gone? You know? Well, but I, and so I, I think, think that pe- that's really built up this base. I think people got lazy for a number of years, and they got complacent. They got comfortable. They went to work, came home. Went to work, came home. But I think Trump came along, and he woke a lot of people up. Woke a lot of people, people up. People trusted, right? The people, tr- people trusted. Well, that or they gave up and, think, and thought that the wheel was too big, that they didn't have any input. What, how am I, I going to change right. anything? I'm just one individual. My opinion doesn't count. My opinion doesn't matter. I've heard that over right. and over and over, and it aggravates yeah. the crap out of me. You still do what you can do. You support those who can do. You support those who have a voice. Find a megaphone. Pick it up. Start talking. Right, But sitting on your hands isn't going to be the answer. But I think Trump awoke a lot of that up and made everyone start looking around. And actually, I think he brought a larger group of people together that now look to the left and look to the right and embrace with that person. And again, everybody's going to have differing opinions, but it's still going to come down to Right and wrong. Right. Morally right or morally wrong. That's right. 
I mean, you can put whatever candy covering icing on it. Candy coat. Want, <laughs> yeah. It's it's what is right and what is wrong. Mhm. How you treat your neighbor. How your neighbor treats you. How you respond. How you don't. Uh, Bible's twofold: eye for an eye, and then love and forgiveness. So how do we how do we have those discussions? Well, there's a moral compass in each one of us. There's a moral compass. Uh, People just have to start looking in the mirror, for one. They have to Mm -hmm. actually decide on some principles and not waver, not just follow the crowd, not just be a sheep, not get herded in a certain direction. Think for yourself. Open Open up your eyes. Right. Disagree with somebody if you disagree. Don't just keep the peace just to keep the peace. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean be a troublemaker, but you have an opinion. You have a reality. And no one can take mm-hmm. that away from you. Even if, you're, even if your reality is so far to the left or so far to the right, you got to have some respect for people that if that's what they truly believe. They truly believe something instead of being so malleable and being in the mm-hmm. middle and just get pulled and tossed and yanked and shoved and pulled. Mhm. Mm-hmm. But we've had those. We, you and I, have had those discussions for a long time. People just need to educate themselves, read, investigate, and use what their own discernment. And that's the point: their own discernment. So. We can't say that if everybody saw, read, and heard everything that you and I have, that they would arrive at the same conclusion, right? No, their backgrounds are different. Their environments are different. Their educations are different. Their economic statuses are different. It still doesn't mean that they don't have a perspective, though. Right. Right, exactly. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so, you know, because sometimes I've just, you know, like I, I've just scratched my head and it's like I'm totally like I believe in civil debate, even heated civil debate. You know, that's fine. Like the other day, somebody had said something on my my timeline and I said, I said, hey, I'm glad we're able to have this conversation. And I said, I, I hope you don't mind if I send you some things through uh, Messenger. And would you let me know how you feel if you can take the time to watch these or, or, or read these? Guess what happened? Um, suddenly we were no longer friends again. I was blocked. So, you, you know, so that's kind of like the part. Good commun- well, communication starts with listening can, and then, you know, trying to understand what another person is trying to say to you. It doesn't mean you need to abandon your beliefs. But it does mean that, you know, if you're passionate about the subject, then it would be something that you would think that you'd want to be right about and that you would want that information to find out if you can confirm your rightness or if well, you're wrong you were, or if you were you're not re- as strong-minded, you know? You were, you were revealed the truth 
and you can deal with what you know, you can't deal with what you don't know, but you know where that person stood or stands, and they know where you right. stood or stand, good, bad, or right. different. When right. I was younger, way much younger, I used to try to convince people, and then I saw the effort or the futility in that. People either choose to see or not to see or believe or not to believe what they see right. or hear. Now, if they don't see or hear it, you can't really hold them accountable exactly. but if they've if they've seen it and they've heard it then there is some holding them accountable to it and i think that's what trump has went through way more effort to do than one might think necessary but you can tell somebody something all day long but if they see it they can grasp it in an instant right right exactly Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, violations of the Constitution, of our Constitution. I mean, there's a violation in the state Constitution in Oklahoma, we know that, where the the State Bar Association is actually an arm of uh, the Supreme Court there. Now, that's, that's a violation. That's a perversion of... That's a perversion of the, um, you know, of the United States Constitution. Those are conflicts of interest. Um, The Bar Association is a private company. That's a private company. And, and you know, on its face, prima facie, right, it it appears to be something that is supposed to be um, relief. Therefore, we the people. But in Oklahoma, they have essentially made it a decision maker and an authority that the Supreme Court in Oklahoma will rely on. Now, I think that's wrong because if you go to the bar association, you know, and I'll, I'm bringing this up because we talked about it before. It, you know, if if you go and you're not getting help from the bar association, and yet that's their purpose, and they're denying you help when I mean when you've got bulletproof information that's supposed to um, at least sanction. You know, once it's investigated, uh, possibly remove attorneys that purposely engage in malfeasance. Um, that's supposed to get rid of. Well, that's those the perversions. That's the perversions and, that though we've all learned to accept, and that's and, our and fault. I won't. Right. You know, just like the judges not having a court, you know, quote unquote, their court of record. But nobody's making a record until right. they have no accountability because it, there was no transcript. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the biggest, that's the, the, to me, the biggest perversion I found in the Oklahoma mm-hmm. uh, judicial system, hands down. And then the, but much less the little bitty courts not of record. Right, and that all leads to the, you know the railroading of one thing after another. You know, that's why the small community is able to get away with whatever it wants to, and if it doesn't like you, 
they'll run you out of town. Much less when you get to the, the upper courts, well, they don't want to try you. They want to make you take a plea deal, non-reviewable. Why? Right. If you take on a the plea end. deal, you they've, cannot appeal, right? Right. They've picked on the indigent, the people that don't have the money to fight them. Why? Because they need the bodies going through the courtroom so that they get the federal subsidies or the dollars for the incarceration. Right. I mean, it's just one hand feeding the other. And whoever said, follow the money, you'll find I mean, follow the money. Look, crimes yeah. covered by our Constitution include, you know, counterfeiting is one of them. Piracy is one of them. Bribery is one of them. You know, let's, you know, fraud. I, I, but but it's happening, not just in Oklahoma. It's happening throughout our country. It's happening throughout our world and on the highest, highest levels. Again, if it wasn't, we wouldn't be here talking about this stuff. Well, I saw a meme earlier, and it's so to the point. And it says, the purpose of the United States Constitution is to limit the power of the federal government, not the American people. Exactly. If there was ever a thesis, how did it become so perverted? Because it's all about limiting the American people, what you do in business, what you can and can't do in your own home. Everything that we... Everything, every, Everything that we have experienced in the last 365 days. Yeah. Freedom of speech, freedom of press, right to assemble. Right to your own body. Right to the your right own to body. make your own health decisions. Wear a mask, not wear a mask. Be vac- vaccinated or not be vaccinated. Correct. <laughs> People better wake up. Right. People so when better I say wake people, up. Adults better teach their children. The children better teach their kids. Grandparents better teach their grandchildren. Because what's being taught in the uh, in the educational system isn't standing behind what I just read. The purpose of the United States Constitution is to limit the power of the federal government. We have people just rolling over and playing dead. I mean, I can't help but shake my head when I'm walking, driving down the road and I see somebody in a car with a mask on, in their car. I know. I know. I, I, I just can't help but shake my head. fear and compliance. Fear and compliance. You get the evil eyes when you're not wearing one? I don't pay any attention because I don't wear one. Right. Because if you it's just not. look at you, you look at their own language, look at the scientific data. Yeah. You know, well, can our our you know, can, can you contain a mosquito with a chain link fence? No. Well, neither can you with a mask. It's amazing how you know pneumonia and flus and 
you know, age-related deaths are, are way, way down. Um, but COVID's way, way up. Well, wait a minute. Well, did, did, you read the, <laughs> did you read the study where the 15 colleges did a, no, a they did an independent study on 15,000 samples? And it came back. It was influenza A and influenza B. They called the CDC and asked for a COVID sample. They were denied Uh-oh. to yeah. compare it against. Mm-hmm. Right. They were denied. Yeah. Well, I mean, our overall death toll, United States of America and most most countries, the death toll is really not any higher than it was last year or the year before. They manipulated those numbers. I did look up a, a world census on um, on death toll a couple weeks ago. And uh, lo and behold, it was actually lower than it was the same time last year. And same thing as like last year, it was lower than the time it was the year before. So uh, we're being manipulated. We're being uh, fear-mongered. And, uh, and we are being put into this position where um, it's like this hypnosis, you know, of compliance. Well, it's like the bully and on the block. If the, the more he pushes you and the more you run home afraid, the more he's going to push. But I've had the opportunity to travel pretty much across the country this this holiday and one section of the country versus that section of the country six seven months ago it's very apparent you can go from walmart from state to state to state where the people have pushed back you walk around freely you know walmart like you don't have any issue but go to some small town even though in oklahoma where the people haven't pushed back and they are staring at you like you're the death wish if you don't have a, a mask on. Mm-hmm. It's a matter of the people's resistance, or it's not even that. It's not even the people's resistance. It's the people, a matter of the people recognizing what their individual rights are and what their individual choices are and them exercising them instead of letting someone impose something on their individual rights. But I've seen a, mm-hmm. a very big change in the shifting there. Mm-hmm. You know, from there's Democratic states. There's I can name you a couple of Democratic states that are pushing back way harder than some Republican states. Yeah. As a matter of fact. Oh yeah, they're well, aren't they? Don't they have this huge petition um, in California against Newsom? Yes. But I'm I'm speaking strictly between the North and the South. Right. Oh, right. Absolutely. Uh, I see the North pushing back way harder than I do the South. Oh, yeah. Well, that's that's the North for you. You Well, that's that's surprising to me, though. I'm not sure why. Being from the South. Oh, there's no one is that's thought to be more independent than Texas. But to well, be in a true. building with three thousand people 
and I be the only one not wearing a mask in Houston, Texas, and I'm the bad guy? <laughs> and nobody kicked you out. That's what I'm surprised by. Oh, I was asked to leave. You were. This yeah. must have been a car show. It was. <laughs> All right. Wow. Yeah. Yep. And there we are with our civil and human rights. Uh, but that's because they got away with calling it a pandemic. Well, it's just so irritating to me to walk in. and you. Uh, now, this was especially up north. Almost everywhere up there, their justification was they have a sign on the wall that says the CDC guidelines are this, this, and this, and we're abiding by the CDC guidelines, and you're required. Well, last time I checked, I'm not. Last time I checked, I'm not an employee of the CDC. Right. You know, so it's part of me thinks that some of this has to do with, you know, all the grant money that the states got. So they, you better believe they're going to comply, right? Well, that goes to why and how they're uh, designating cause of death. They designated COVID. They got what six thousand. Oh, much much more than that, I think. Um, but well, I'm talking I've heard, about. I've heard numbers. I've heard numbers up to eighteen thousand. But I mean, that's just mm-hmm. beyond me. Mm-hmm. No, I think if you get a, 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 a ventilator, right, then that's like thirty something thousand. Yeah, and basically, once a ventilator goes on, that's most of the time. Your, it's a your chances yeah. of coming out are not very good. Right. Yeah, but that's that's what's sad is they put people on ventilator ventilators that didn't necessarily need to be on a ventilator. Right, but it's money. I I understand. <laughs> it's money, but it doesn't. I, make I it have money. a daughter-in-law that's I have a daughter-in-law that's an RN nurse right in the middle of all of it. Right. Right. No, I've I've got a I've got a sister who is she's a nurse anesthesiologist and. She did choose to take the vaccination, you know, because she's right in people's faces, she said. Um, I mean, people's faces, you know, they'll cough right in my well, face when I'm, she's, you know, and it's like, well, that's personal choice, you know. Well, since, since, when did, since when did we come up with the vaccination against the common cold? I know. <laughs> I mean, that's the ludicrousness. But of, they're I mean, calling it a pandemic. Even the flu isn't called a pandemic, and that's well, what we know. Really, we, well, we know that, or we think, or we believe, or we right. say that that was all a political guise. Yeah, and the American it was nothing more than conditioning, and they found out how far they could condition the average. United States citizen. Right. Pavlov's dog. Um, If anybody uh, wants to call in or or, um, feel free to do so because this is really zipping by, it's uh, 917-388-4520. Press the number 1. 917-388-4520. Press the number 1. And Stephen, we've got 
we've got you on with us too, Stephen Burke, producer uh, of um, 89.9. KLRB Lighthouse Christian Radio. Are you with us right now, Stephen? Well, you're getting him. Let me let me yeah, let me be really let me be really clear. If someone wants to wear a mask, if someone wants to wear a purple hat, that's their choice and that's their right. But don't tell me I've got a I've got to wear a blue slipper and a one-eyed patch. That's my right. choice. Right. That's why we're, that's why we're Americans. Just as an update, um, the b- debate to remove President Trump, it's saying yes, 164, no, 181. So it's kind of back and forth a little bit. It's back and forth a little bit. Um, no, I, I, I agree. That's other people's choices. If they want to wear their underwear on their head and go and go outside, they can. I don't, I don't care. It's up to them. You know what I mean? But right, but that's a choice. What What do you think, Stephen? Well, I'm I'm I can't hear you very good, so I don't know exactly what you were were asking me. James. Well, we were just making the distinguishment between what is your choice and what you're forced to do versus what you're not going to do. If someone wants to wear a mask, they feel it helps them. They feel more secure, more power to them. But don't tell me or demand me to wear one alongside you. What do you think, Stephen? Yeah, I don't. I don't think they have the right to tell us to to wear a mask or anything else like that. If we if we want to go without it, that's our business, and they they should. Uh, they should do some research anyway and find out, you know, when it takes a thousand coronaviruses to equal the size of a human hair, they kind of go right through the holes in that mask. It ain't going to do anything but breed pneumonia, so there's not any point in there, I think. Right. Right. It's up to, it's up to people individually. And you know what I find myself doing, quite honestly? You know, I mean, is it, we become nice people, you know, so I, I'll go into like the Dunkin' Donuts to get my almond milk macchiato treat once in a while, right? And, and I'll put it on because, number one, it says so on the door, right? And, but also, do I want to really cause a problem? Now, I struggle with that. Do I want to cause a problem um, by standing by my constitutional rights? Hmm. You know, when I walk down the street, I think everybody in New York is supposed to, if you're walking on in public, uh, on, on, I'm in New York right now, and in the public, on the sidewalk or something, you have to wear one. I don't put it on then, you know, but then again, I'm a hermit, you know. But I, I won't put it on walking down the streets. Now, will somebody arrest me? I really don't know. I don't know. Well, without, I, beating I, a, without beating a dead horse on the ground, you're talking about your, uh, a health concern. You're talking about something that's actually pretty well defined, both by constitutional law and statutory law. But right. a mask 
by federal definition, everything that's made has got a federal definition, is considered right. to be a medical device. Well, you as an individual, you as we the people, you as a patient, cannot be forced to use or utilize a medical device. That's why you have DNRs. That is a purely voluntary choice by federal statute. Right. That's why they can't put a ventilator on you if you've got a DNR. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, you've got Marty, we have area code on with us. Yes, yes, area code nine three one. You're live and on the air. Thank you. Good Marty. evening, Marty. I was worried about you, sweetie. Let me comment okay. a few minutes real quick. I don't have a lot of time. I've got to get to my show, but I do want to make a few quick comments. First of all, the mask issue is just to reinforce the lie. Let me make that abundantly clear. All of this who, stuff who is been it? My name is John Lacrone. Hey, John, how are you? Thanks for calling I'm me. doing good. Well, I was worried about Marty. I hadn't heard from her in a couple of days. Anyway, what I was going to say is she just needs to feel better. Yeah, well, I hope she does. In a nutshell, this is what's going on. This is the background to all of this garbage. In March of last year, there's something that is called Season of Sacrifice. Okay, And if you look it up, you'll discover that it's basically a satanic holiday, a dark side holiday, whatever you want to look at. And it ends on March 1st. So it wasn't a coincidence that during this time period, you had all these businesses that got closed and all these other problems that you had. Um, the unemployment issue, people all of a sudden having troubles with all the issues that are going around. Now, the mask part of it is to reinforce the lie. Because we know for a fact that based on statistics, one, there has been literally nobody that has been dying from anything other than COVID when it comes to all of these other things, you know, like the flu, okay? Magically, the flu just seemed to disappear the second half of this year. Well, excuse me, what happened there? It makes no sense. Again, because they sat there and they put all of this stuff on there. And when we're sitting there and we're pointing out the differences between all of the things that we're seeing and being told doesn't seem to match up with what's actually taking place. And when I see that happen, you have to start asking questions. Well, why? What was the bigger picture? What's going on behind the scenes? And again, it's all about distraction. This is nothing more than a magician's trick. Keep you focused over here while we do something Mm -hmm. over here. And it's basically... This is a multi-pronged attack. The American people and the whole world, for that matter, has been under attack for decades and centuries. Mm-hmm. But right mm-hmm. now, they're bringing about a totally new system. That new system is this thing that they're calling the global economic reset. See, back in World War II, we had a uh, global economic reset to basically establish the dollar as the world reserve currency, and it was tagged to $35 gold. Well, in 1971, when everybody was busy taking American gold out because they didn't want those Federal Reserve note instruments, they wanted the actual metal. Well, Nixon said, no, we got to put a stop to that because I think we ran out of gold. And that's what happened. And his quote at the time, he says, we are all Keynesians here. And for those of us that are old enough that actually remember these days, 
you had what they called stagflation. That's a stagnating economy and inflation. And what happened in the 80s, of course, is you had high interest rates to bring that inflation issue down. But remember, inflation is a monetary thing. It's not businesses raising prices for the sake of raising prices. It's businesses that had to pay more, and that cost, of course, gets transferred on over. But I realize I'm getting off track here, but getting back on track with this global economic reset that they're taking us into, they are moving us into a central bank digital currency. Now, they know that we will not voluntarily do this. Okay. Right, they, want, they want no cash on hand. Exactly. Precisely. And it's going to take a few years to get that. But if we want to be honest about it, we've been basically cashless now for 20 years. Credit cards are normal. People using their cell phones is normal. But again, if people don't realize that Bill Gates is making a small fortune and he's got specific interests that are benefiting incredibly well because of this, and one of those issues is, of course, the fact that he wants to turn everybody into a walking and talking cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. And by doing oh, sure. What's all that Bitcoin stuff out there? No, honey. Bitcoin something totally different. Well, Bitcoin I had a is feeling a, that it was something that people are trying also to take to get us involved in putting money into Bitcoins, which is something that is not tangible. Exactly. I look Mm -hmm. at Bitcoin and all these cryptocurrencies as being nothing more than a different version of the same game, shell game that they're playing. You're still looking at something that's fictional. It's something that you created in your mind. You know, when I sit there and I explain, when I explain to people that there's no such thing as money, there is no such thing as money anymore. They did away with that again in 1933, and that's a whole new show. If you ever want to have me on, I'll talk about that for two hours. But the point of the matter is all there is circulating now are what they call Federal Reserve notes. What is a note? A note is a debt instrument. And if you look up 12 United States Code 411, you'll discover that a Federal Reserve note is a negotiable debt instrument that is a liability to the United States Corporation. It's not money. Well, since there's no money and all you're doing is dealing debt, how do you pay off a debt? You can't pay a debt with a debt. Again, if this is where this whole slave system comes in. And when you're busy conditioning people to do what they're told and they accept the message that they're hearing from the mainstream media, and remember, it's been propaganda 101 since for the longest, but it wasn't until the last decade when they changed the rules because prior to that, they could propagandize the rest of the world. It was fine, but they were not permitted to do it to Americans. But recently, they changed that law that says, yes, we can now propagandize Americans. And what's the first thing we have? We have a school shooting. And that proverbial school shooting, Sandy Hook, again, all by the numbers and all a bunch of garbage, a bunch of lies. And if you do any research, the gentleman there, the ex-sheriff's deputy, several decades of experience in um, studying crime. He started sniffing around and discovered the fraud that was involved with that. It was a psychological operation. Well, Mm -hmm. folks, this is the biggest psychological operation you've ever been in. I tell people, you're under trauma-based mind control. You're being taught to fear your neighbor. You're being taught to fear something that you can't see, you can't touch, you can't taste, you can't smell. Go ahead. Okay, that's right. what I wanted to talk. And uh, 
when you're sitting there always in the state of fear, fear is a very useful tool of control. I keep reminding people they need to take a step back, take a deep breath, let the breath out, and instead of using an emotion, which is a natural result, use the critical thinking skills instead, logic and reason. And if more and more people would do that, they would see past the lies. Now, when you sit there and you say, well, I don't want to offend people. That's why I wear the mask or I just don't want to cause any drama or I'm not in the mood to have somebody yell at me and scream at me and all that stuff. Again, that's your right, but you have to realize that at the same time you're helping to perpetuate a lie. So when I walk around and I don't wear a mask and somebody says anything, that's an opening for me to kind of try to explain what's really going on. And I use that as a wonderful tool to do so. Now, is it always open with, you know, welcome with open arms? Of course not. Now, another thing thing I heard you say there, constitutional law and the Constitution. Well, folks, you're not party to the Constitution. You're not party to it. You didn't sign it. You didn't agree to the contract. You didn't agree to any of that. I tell people, you do not have constitutional rights. Those are privileges of slaves. You don't have civil rights. Again, those are privileges for slaves. Privileges can be taken away. Rights can't. You have unalienable rights. And what I teach people about law is this. When it comes to rights, your unalienable rights, when they're trampled on, they've got a term for it. It's called violation of rights under the color of law. Because, again, you don't have what you think of as a government, okay? All of these corporations are masquerading as governments. And remember, folks, the word government is Latin for mind control anyway. Gouverneur, where you get the word governor and govern, which means to control, and mente, which means mind. So when you use the word government, you're actually saying mind control in Latin. Again, if you perceive it as being that… And take your logical step back, and you see that all of these corporations, whether we're talking about the United States Corporation, that you can verify by going 28 United States Code 3002, Section 15A, the United States is a federal corporation. What does the word federal mean? By agreement or by contract. What's a corporation? A dead entity. Do dead entities have rights, whereas people don't? Well, this has been the whole problem. They gave corporations the status of persons… A lot of decades ago, actually, it was around Civil War, actually. And because of that change, all of a sudden, these fictions achieved status superior to the rest of us. Now, remember, a corporation is nothing more than a trust. It doesn't really do anything. It's there for the sole purpose of its uh, trust owners, okay? And they consider you to be employees of the trust, even though you're not getting a paycheck. They assume that you're an right. employee of the trust, that you're that's, volunteering. That's what we are, right. And uh, again, if you go into one of the Maritime Admiralty Constructive Contract and Racketeering Fraud Kangaroo Courts, that's the assumption as well. Your capitalist diminution maxima, that's your all capital letters name. And what that mm-hmm. means in Latin is simply this, maximum loss of status. They look at you as being one of five things. Actually, they look at you as being all five of these things, a dead body, the name of a ship, a slave, a corporation, 
or the title to assess divide trust because you encompass all of those things and they have to get you into a contract in order to exercise their pillaging of the trust because, again, that's what all this is about. It's a big sham. But all these corporations trade. Whether you were talking about the state of, county of, city of, they trade on Wall Street, and you can verify this by going to Dun and Bradstreet. But there's a mm-hmm. few things to consider. It's, it's mind control, folks. It's nothing more than mind control to implement a system that they would not otherwise be able to implement. Because if the economy was going along good, you wouldn't have anybody sitting here saying, oh, yeah, we need to jump to cryptocurrencies. But because the economy has crashed and because government has been doing what it's been doing and all the running up the shit, sorry, and all the other crap that they've been up to, people are looking for change. And this is forcing people into that change. This is forcing people in a direction that the crime syndicate wants to because the dollar system is done. We went from the uh, inflationary period of the 70s, and the other thing that helped that is we went to what was called the petrodollar. That's where we tied the dollar to oil with the Saudis. And the Saudi Arabians, you know, we agreed to protect them, which is, again, why we ended up over there during Desert Shield, Desert Storm as part of the scam. Don't get me started on that one. And uh, by doing that, all other countries around the world had to turn around and buy dollars first to turn around and buy oil because at the time, Saudi Arabia was the lead exporter of the OPEC oil exporting nations. Okay, mm-hmm. So again, they've manipulated money, quote unquote. They've been manipulating precious metals. They've been manipulating all commodities out there. And the system has finally blown up because, again, it's fiat. And the word fiat simply means it's by dictate, by order. But when you sit there and you debase a currency because you sit there and just print all of it that you want, well, then, again, it causes problems. And these corporations right, are asking because the of the value. Go ahead. Exactly. The reason that your Bitcoin is going up, it went up to 40000 and then it crashed down to thirty three. and again, it's all fiction. But in the world of fiction, fiction can do whatever it wants to. Never forget that. Um, but the reason for that is because it's a limited supply of Bitcoin. They said there's only going to be so many of these that are going to be able to be mined, and of those Bitcoin – then uh, there's no more coming out. Now, we don't know who created Bitcoin. There's you know, rumors going around. My opinion is it came out of uh, – it's a psychological operation of the CIA, but that's, again, beside the point. You have people that had Bitcoin that um, have Bitcoin wallets, and right now they're really frustrated because they can't remember their password so they can get the Bitcoin so they can turn around and sell it and make money. Very annoying to them, I'm sure. So again, yeah. is it a good system? No, it's not a good system. Say I have a, you know, say I have a single Bitcoin that's worth thirty thousand dollars. Well, if I forget my number, well, I don't own that thirty thousand. I can't trade it off for thirty thousand dollars in Federal Reserve notes, so I can buy something tangible like silver. Hint, hint. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But the flip tangible, side of that exactly. is, okay, what you buy that's tangible, but if you can put your hands on it, that's tangible. Right. And I don't care what it is. Land. But something that's right, but again, if people don't realize they don't own land. Take a look at your deed. What does the deed say? It calls you a tenant. What is a tenant? It's a renter. 
Again, that's another show you can invite me back on in a future date. Um, so what ends up happening now is because of this, let's say for another case that uh, somebody dies and has some, but the heirs don't know how to get to the cryptocurrency. Again, boom, gone, done. And what happens with this cryptocurrency? Who knows? Who controls it? And lastly, and here's something else people need to remember. Uh, the, for the people that haven't put those into crypto wallets where they put them on uh, other websites to, quote, unquote, hold it for them, some of those websites have been taken down over the years. And I know everybody mm-hmm. says they That's how fast that can happen, too. Look at what's happening right now. It exactly. just come down. Yeah. But that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the website itself right. was taken down. Right. Whether it was um, you know, confiscated by government, whether their service crashed, whether there was a denial of service attack that destroyed their system, it could have been any one of a number of things. Or somebody just coming in and stealing everybody's bitcoins. You just mm-hmm. don't know. So again, when it, how do you sit there and look at something intangible and give it something that's considered to be a tangible value? But just remember, folks, they're destroying the economy. They are destroying everything that you think you know. We're never going back to 2019. Those days are long gone. They have destroyed commerce. They have destroyed ranching. They have destroyed farming. I tell people, and this is going to have to be my last point, that what they are doing is called vulture capitalism. Vulture capitalism. This is a business model. They come in with their fiat currency. They lend it out to everybody. Everybody thinks they're borrowing money, and again, you don't borrow money. That's another story for another day. What you're doing is you're filling out paperwork and turning around. They sell the paperwork into the market, and that's where the money, quote-unquote, came from, your signature. But again, that's beside the point. And by doing this, by creating this system that they've done… People have this imaginary opinion that they owe debt. So when the bank comes in and forecloses, well, obviously I failed to make the payments because I lost my job because of this coronavirus crap, you know, the domino effect. Right. Well, that's a philosophy of bankers. They've been doing it in cycles every 10 to 20 years. And the, the goal is to, quote unquote, lend out money, get the economy rock and everybody's happy and then sit there and pull the rug out from everybody. They come crashing around. The banks come in, swoop up everything for pennies on the dollar, ruins people's lives. People commit suicide for all the problems that it causes. And, you know, the rest of it, as they say, is history. Folks, i got to get to my radio show, but uh, it was a pleasure to be here with you. Martin. Thank you, I'm John so LeCron. You all have a wonderful evening now. All right. Appreciate your input. Thank you so much. That was great. You guys still there? James? Steven? Yes. Yeah. I'm here. I'm here. I know we know a lot of that stuff. I, I know we know that, but uh, it's great that, you know, he's put it out. Um, that's a... That's, that's, a, that's a lot to swallow. And, yeah, the corporation... You know, you know, I, I mean, we became incorporated. Who, who owns the incorporation? Washington D.C. 
What are your thoughts after all that? Well, we can all recite how we got here. It's a matter of where do we go from here. Yeah, you have to learn from your past and you have to understand your past and you have to be able to weave your way through the quagmire. But right now, I would say there is a lot of mental anguish all across the United States right now. Individuals that never thought really about our government at all till just a month ago or six months ago or a few months ago. But then again, I go around just different towns. I was in Tulsa a couple of days ago, and uh, the greatest majority of society was out going through their daily lives, and anything and anything and everything that was going on in the world was the last thing that was on their minds, you know, so to speak. Do you think that's part of the new normal in a sense, though, like the adjusted new normal? I think it's part of the attitude that what can I do? I can't do anything. I'm just one person. Oh, I voted, but that what did that do? I think it's a a sense of helplessness. And I think everybody's got to back up and learn how to fight. And I'm not well, talking about you, I'm not talking I'm not talking about that a, showed up to rally for you know, uh, for our constitutional rights on January 6th that was ruined by some. Uh, well, I'm not referring to a, kin- a kinetic type of fighting. I'm talking about a no, mental, I, no, I, I a mental persuasion to oneself, a mental perseverance. Right. Right. You know, but the... You know, those types of instances were staged, planned. Two or three different sectors had their own agendas. News media jumps in and makes it what they want to make it, supporting that. That's uh, the they want to make it what they want if, to make it. That's where but, this alternative radio is so important. But if you, if you did you read the Pelosi letter that they got off the laptop? Oh, Yeah. Telling, telling the governors actually, what to I say, how to say. Last, uh, on Sunday night. You know, uh, follow dem- the Democratic playbook. The press will back you up. Do this, this, right. and this. The press will back you up. Do this. Blame the press Trump. will back you up. Right. You'll be a hero. You will be a hero. Trust, mm-hmm. trust us. <laughs> but that's what, you know. People have got to look, be able to, what, we, what did we say earlier? Use your discernment. And that's the reason it's not so bad to, you know, watch all the different channels on YouTube and then watch all the mainstream media because there's somewhere there's a mix of all of that. And you're going to reach right. your conclusions based on that mix. You're not going to get it from one source, one perspective, one mountaintop. Right. You got to be able to piece things together. You got to be able to think for yourself, right. or at least make decisions on behalf of yourself. Don't let other people make your decisions for you. Correct. I mean, Correct. that's my advocacy: is to think for yourself. Right. 
And then there's another letter, very important, that is at least circulating. Is this real? Do we know is this real? But it's a general affidavit, allegedly, from, and it's dated November, Jan, forgive me, January 6th of 2021 at Rome, Italy. And it's, um, it's from a, a whistleblower. Uh, that discloses that the Leonardo satellite dish was used to and was offered by the Pope, this is allegedly, to um, manipulate votes. I don't know. Is this real? See, there's a good good example. Um, See, there's so many places that comes from. Yeah. See, my my believe meter is kind of going to lean that way because of the multiple sources, because there's no really denial out there of any kind or any opposing view to offset that. Yeah. And you piece together that there is denial about the servers, but we know the servers were seized by U.S. agents. That was, acknowledged, that was acknowledged by Congress. So that's a piece that fits right into that puzzle, just right. like the outages. They fit into this piece of the puzzle, the sale of so, GE to so China. Sir, it was Why did you have the, by Congress then that the servers were seized? But uh, I don't, I don't remember his concer- name. I don't remember his. I don't remember his name, but he was head of that intelligence committee that came on TV. Okay. Well, as long as it's not the affair who uh, the 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 one who had the affair with Fan Fan or Flim Flam or whoever she is, then I might take it seriously. You know? wow. That's the honeypot once again. But just like the uh, sale of GE, and why did the lights go out in Pakistan, and that's right. supposedly where the deal was going to be consummated? There's so many pieces to the puzzle, but you've got to search for all the pieces. Right. And then then you've got to be able to, quote, unquote, discern how those pieces fit together. Now, it still doesn't give you absolute. I mean, it's just like, did he sign the instruction? I've yet to see anything definitively proving it, but it's sure coming from a lot of sources, and it's coming from a lot of military sources. Right. High high up. Yes. And uh, and when when you read about the Insurrection Act, you would typically it's something that Congress has to approve, but there is an exception to that. And I'm trying to think. I think it's a Latin word uh, that discusses the exception to well, that. Well, if if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't everything have to be registered in the Library of Congress? Just because it's supposed to, it doesn't mean it will. I understand, but that's certainly what I was taught years, years ago. So my question would be... Go ahead. uh, My question would be, why hasn't somebody went to the Congressional Library see if it's been filed yet? Just like you would file something at your county clerk's office. And again, that may sound a little bit elementary and a little bit simplistic, Mm-hmm. But 
there is a order of recording things. Twitter loses $5 billion in market value after Trump permanently barred from the platform. I love that. Same thing happened with um, Facebook. They're going down fast. Um, PayPal, Pinterest. Um, and that, like you said, those are things that we can choose to do. It's to not support the people that are a part of doing this to us. I know I've purchased a good deal off of Amazon. I, I love to shop online. It's so much easier, you know. But I, I'm sorry, Amazon. No, I'm not sorry. I'm gone, you know. Stephen, what do you have to say? Are you there still? You moved on, huh? Well, so what I think, you know, that we need to do uh, in order to move forward during this social media pandemic, right, is I will just repeat some of the things that I brought up the other day. Um, DuckDuckGo.com is a search engine that does not have advertising and it uh, does not have any trackers. DuckDuckGo.com. You can actually, you can have like a Google Chrome and whatnot and, and it, you can replace that or it gets added as an extension or something like that. So I've done that. Um, and also, just as bad as the trackers that they have are also that they are not, when you go to search something, they will, uh, they have suppressed searches. So it won't come up the same way if you Google particular things on google.com as it would, as it would on duckduckgo.com. Com, that's another social media platform that is, I signed up for that. Right now, the server's running super slow. They've got tons of people jumping on that. So don't get frustrated. Sign up for it. If you can't jump on right now because it's, you know, people are home from work, um, just go back on another time. They'll get you back. They, um, they have their own servers. They're not being suppressed or anything like that. And another one, is actually called MeWe.com, MeWe, M-E-W-E.com. A lot of people have moved to MeWe.com. And the one I think that seems to be the most like Facebook right now, I think it is Gab.com. So, you know, the slow integration. um, YouTube is also a part of this suppression um, they still they haven't completely gone that way, but they definitely have suppressed a lot. Rumble, Rumble.com. I signed up for that too under Tanya Talks. Rumble. So that is another venue. And I just what I suggest is that people just sign up for these spots, these these other locations. You know, work your way over, get become more comfortable with it. Um, 
depends on how you post, whether they're going to let you stay at these other places or not. I really don't feel like walking on eggshells around a, uh, a, a, a forum that chooses to, um, to ration my free thoughts. And I hope that you feel the same way too, listeners. Um, some other exciting things that are coming up too. Okay, I mentioned the corrections treatment in corrections that Tina Gertz and I are are doing uh, this great series with Rhonda Champagne and Michael Johnson, the authors of Correction Treatment in Corrections. Uh, this is just. It, um, what this is is a combination, the perfect combination of of two people, one who had a uh, a life in the corrections center as an administrator or you know a, you know manager, and then a woman who was a psychologist or um, and uh, or a social worker and who originally butt heads and they wound up you know getting the other to listen to the each other and came up with a tremendous solution that if you ask me should be the um it should be the business plan for every correction facility uh as well Fahim speaks uh I don't know if anybody has heard of Fahim Fosley, but I bet you anything that you have seen Fahim Fosley. Fosley, uh, he is he he is a refuge refugee from Afghanistan, and uh, true story. Uh, there's a book called Fahim Speaks. It is written by Fahim himself and by. A representative in New Hampshire, his name is Michael Moffat, and it's an amazing book on uh, his seeking refuge with his father in the States and ultimately in the States. And he is an actor now, and he plays very typecast parts. He escaped communism. And uh, I saw one of his interviews, and he—I mean, thank you, Dad, for uh, for um, basically the decision that he made to escape communism. What a story this is, with the different things that they've gone through. So um, I'm going to be interviewing them. Uh, That'll be more than a one-part series. So that's a very, very cool story, and. and we're going to just keep plugging away at educating, at uh, bringing forward things that are going to be problem solvers. We're going to continue solving problems. Uh, Tina and I have a little committee that we need to get back with uh, now that uh, we are in 2021 and continue our, our mission. If you have a story, if you have something you feel that we would like to know, well, please reach out to us at journeystojustice at gmail.com, journeystojustice at gmail.com. If you're in New Hampshire, 
I mean, forgive me, if you're in Oklahoma uh, and you've got one of these things that you want to share, if you know anything about Gina Hendricks and you've got an issue with her, injusticeinoklahoma at gmail.com. I want to thank Stephen Burke for being on with us tonight, James Tree. I want to thank you for being on with us tonight, John LaCrone. He's probably on another show right now. I want to thank him. Thank you, Stephen Burke, also for 89.9 KLRB FM Lighthouse Christian Radio. Marty Oakley, hope you feel better. Marty Oakley, TS Radio Network. I'm Tanya Hathaway, and I'm your host for Tanya Talks, where your voice is heard and your story is told. We'll be back on again on Sunday. So please follow Marty Oakley, ppjg.me, and take a look at all the other great shows, including John LaCrone, that she has on. Good night and God bless.